Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Kanata. And I'm Margo Moss. Midnight Menu Plus One is a food lifestyle show on the podcast network, itsneworleans.com. Brought to us tonight by Petite Cat Pear. <laughs> what is it called? Petite Pet Care. Yes. While you're at work or on vacation, you don't have to board your pet. He can stay in the comfort of his own home. For loving care when you're not there, Petite Pet Care. Find them at PetitePetCare.com. Well, each and every week on Midnight Menu Plus One, Margo and I invite a member of New Orleans' restaurant and food community to join us for conversation, and we invite them to bring along their own guest, a plus one. We never know who the plus one's going to be. Sometimes a friend, a neighbor, a family member, a fellow restaurant colleague. Well, we're really excited about our guest tonight. Um, but before we introduce her, I was uh, I heard some news. Did you hear about uh, Addie Martin's book signing? Yes, Addie and uh, Jeremy's book. Yep. And uh, we had them as guests on the show not too long ago, and they were talking about their upcoming book. She's, of course, the v- very popular blogger. And now we learn that she's having a book signing at Pearl Wine, who's also one of our early guests, and, um, and also at uh, Maple Street Books and uh, a whole bunch of places all around. I think they're all going to be up in West Baton Rouge, too, all around the state. Of course, the book is about Louisiana cooking. It's not just New Orleans cooking, so that makes sense. But um, I'm excited about that. I can't wait to read the book. I love the blog. But enough of that. We have our special guest tonight, and I don't want to take any more time away from her. Um, our special guest tonight are, is uh, Sharon Poole Maney from uh, Louisiana Sisters Owls. And this is very unusual for our show because this is a different kind of venture than what we, what we often will talk with. This, Louisiana Sisters is this true family food company. Uh, I think I think I read. We'll find out. We'll get her to clarify for us. But I think like everybody that works for the company is literally in this <laughs> enormous family. But um, they launched in 2009. They had with just one product, just jars of olives. I mean, what a what a thing to start with, right? And now five years later, they got all these different products. They got martini mix and pepper jelly and all kinds of stuff that we're excited to talk about in stores all across Louisiana and all over New Orleans, uh, including you know much coveted and difficult place to get shelf space like. Like Whole Foods, we know they carry, despite their advertising, they carry very few local products sometimes, and this is, it's hard to get in there. There's a lot of competition, so really exciting to, uh, to, have, um, to have her with us. So welcome, Sharon. Well, thank you, Margo and Ray, for having me on your show. Good to have you here. Now, um, let me ask you, I just want to know, are we pronouncing your last name correctly? Perfectly. Okay. Maney. Maney. Okay. Hear all the letters in there. <laughs> okay. And um, tell us the name of your uh, the business and uh, how you got started. So Louisiana Sisters is the name of the company and the name of the products that's on every single one of our um, product lines. And I got started because growing up in a family, like Ray said, very large, um, you learn to find your own niche. And I have uh, nine other siblings, which we have all been very close growing up and still are today. And one of my other siblings also had this desire to run a, a small business. So after many years of just trying to figure out what we wanted to do together and the right timing, we got together and we said, we'll do dad's spiced olives because my dad always created these spiced olives and okay. we had them in the house always. Now, now, explain that. That's a little weird. I didn't understand where that comes from. Now, does he actually have like an olive tree in his no, yard? No, he doesn't, <laughs> but we would buy would jars buy olives of olives and then he would spice them in his secret uh. little recipe. And so one day my sibling and I are just sitting there saying, okay, well, what are we going to do while we're having a party drinking our martinis with this olive in our martini? And we both looked at each other at the same time and said, 
wow, why don't we do dad's recipe? So um, the my other sibling went to work in doing all the paperwork with the state, and I went into the kitchen and created the recipe so that it could be jarred for the now, public. Now, is dad like a chef, or he's just a, no, he's just a Louisiana just a man Louisiana that just likes to... man. We've had our roots here since 1844. His family and my mom's family have come here and since so the very he would, beginning. So for years then, for a long time, he would take store-bought olives, and he would doctor them in some way. That's right. Who does that? I've never heard anybody doing that before. Exactly. That's kind of unusual. Yeah. It is unusual. So when it hit the market... It just kind of went bam for us. Is he Cajun? He's got to be Cajun, no? Nope, just great New Orleanian. All right. Fascinating. Huh. City boy. Nice. Yeah. So y'all, you... So what does he do for a living? Oh. Hmm? That's all right. He's an engineer. Oh, all right. Oh, Mechanical okay. engineer. Used to work at what was Avondale back then oh. as their chief mechanical engineer. And did... Uh, did he know that you did this? I mean, was he Yes, he's still living, and he, um, <laughs> he went from chief mechanical engineer to chief shelf filler on the grocery stores with us. <laughs> ah. We happened to go into business right when he was retiring, and so he jumped into the kitchen with us and helped us create what we wanted to, you know, capture that flavor. And then um, he helped me go to the stores in Baton Rouge and sell to them, and All he right. would stock the shelves. Now, did you stay religiously with his recipe, or did you deviate from his recipe we much? Did you improve deviate. it? We had to deviate a little bit so that we could take. We had to take some things out and add some things so to make it more cost shelf, effective, or to make it more shelf stable. Ah. stable. Now, yes. how do you figure that out? Lots of um, testing, lots of trying. Huh. And then you'd send it off to the lab and let them test it. And if it now didn't have enough for? pH in it, for the pH balance and um, the salt take and just. And what know. is it is what are the olives soaking in? And is that important? It is important because it is all of our own Louisiana spices. Everything you'd find in a good Louisiana kitchen, like your cayenne peppers and your onions, salt, celery. Um celery seed things like that and does it uh in the jar the liquid is it um is it water or is it like some kind of i mean is that affect it is a water base so that does affect it because most olives are in a vinegar base which gives ah. it its natural ph so we had to figure out a way to get the vinegar out because we are not vinegar people. I just don't care for that flavor. Huh. So I wanted to replace that with something that was milder and had a better flavor to it. So our product is water-based. It's no oil or vinegar in it. Oh, and that's the balance, the pH balance is lemon juice. Ah. Uh, so it probably diversifies what the flavor, you know, it's it really... And it makes your product unique from other. It does because you can go back products. to um, Addie's book. Yeah, talking about Louisiana cooking. Yes, our olives go from cocktails to cooking very easily because of the water base and the cleanness of the olive. Interesting. So you taste the olive and then you taste the spices afterwards, just enough to tickle the taste buds. So when you add it to things like pasta, pizza, salads. It just adds that little burst of flavor that you're looking for. Huh. 
Now, now, I, now I, I, I'm a little compulsive in a lot of things, and so one of the things I do is I stock up. Every time I see something I want, if, I don't like to have any empty space in my shelves in my kitchen. And I put like things together, and I try to put the things with the, with the, uh, the most distant expiration date in the back and the others in the front. That's what I'm getting at. So I've heard that these expiration dates are, like, arbitrary. Do you guys, uh, like, like, how long, uh, like, having your water base, is that going to make it uh, have a, uh, is it going to expire sooner or later than the oil? And also, does it even matter what the expiration date? Like, like if it's oh, it three does years expires, with will, will it change the flavor? Will it actually make it unhealthy? Um, I, I have come across a jar or two that I've held over for testing for years. Yeah. and. The fir- very first jar was seven years ago, and ah. it is still good wow. okay. when you look at it. Now, when I go to open it, <laughs> will it fizz up? I don't know because I hate to open it now that it's already seven years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you got to save that for your grandkids. Tasted, That's an heirloom. It's tested yeah. for at least a year, but I, can, I would guarantee it for over a year. Huh. So those expiration dates you think are... are I think they're true to date. Right. True to the You probably testing. wouldn't want to go past expiration date is what you're right. trying to say. Because once in a while I get expired. Why would you tomorrow. leave such a great product on your shelf for a whole year without opening well, it and trying it? You could be a, you could be a nut it's like me. <laughs> Thank you. No, you could be a nut like me. You buy way too much more than you could ever eat, and then you don't get to it. That's what happens with me oh, sometimes. Oh, no. Once you we need to psychoanalyze uh, uh, Ray wanna, right now. You're not going to want to let it sit. It's all about opening the jar Which, by the way, I went and looked. Before I came here, and I found a jar of your olives, which I hadn't. Tr- I don't think I've tried yet. I have a jar that's unopened in my closet, uh, well, waiting Ray, for me. Now, did you get busy on because those. you like the label? Because I wanted to ask her about. Well, I'm a sucker for local products. If you put Louisiana on the front, like I'll buy it right away. And then once in a while, I'll buy something that says Louisiana, and I get it home, and it's just like Louisiana style. It's actually made in Texas or something, oh. and I get upset. But no, no, I, we definitely. Oh, I know, we know that. Louisiana. Yeah, but no, I didn't buy it because you're coming on the show. I just bought it probably because it said Louisiana. I love olives, so. Well, yeah. I sure hope you go home now and open those up and use them so you go back to the store and buy more. Okay, <laughs> but I don't have to because you brought some. I see them right here. They've been staring at me. I'm getting hungrier and hungrier for them the more I see them. Can I have an olive? Yes, you may. Thank you. Now, is this vodka or water in front of me? I'm afraid That's to try. That's water. That's water, okay. Now, they look pretty. Wow, what's that? They're, they're nice. and That's the celery. That's mm. in every jar. Oh, and it's there's onion and garlic in every jar. I think there's another mm. one there, Margo. You weren't kidding. Oops. Those are really tasty. And they delicious. Yes. Oh, so the pitted, well, these have the seeds in them, but the pitted ones you can take home, and if you fill them with blue cheese, oh, yeah. oh and mm. put them in your martini, I know people love that. Delicious. It's such a nice flavor. So mild, it does not, but yet, yeah, it doesn't that nice overwhelm the olive flavor. So when you put that with your martini, it just gives that extra little yum. Yeah, it gives it a New Orleans martini instead of your generic. Um, I just wanted to ask you a few more questions about olives um, because is there? Um, you had some interesting uh, little facts. I thought I, I had no idea that. Um, can you share some uh, olive facts with us? Jeez, I haven't read those olive all right. facts. All in right, a while. well, are you like an I olive expert? Can I ask you all kinds that of weird things? They are very good for your heart, and I know that an huh. olive tree takes seven years to grow before it can produce. And then after that, that I that's don't remember. That well, now, now, Grant just came back from Israel. I, when I was in Israel, I remember going to the olive grove that's in the rough area that Jesus would have gone to the night that he was betrayed. <laughs> and the olive trees <laughs> there 
were uh, as he old is, as he yeah. is. They're, olive trees last 2,000, 2,500 years yeah. and more, you know? That's and what that's amazing. Yeah, that, that's what I had read on their uh, website. Incredible. And they're not blog. that tall either. They're kind of small, but they're just incredibly old. I did not realize that they... Uh, but our olive trees in America are not that old. Uh, we no, have olive trees you know, in America? We must, Phoenix right? is um, decorated. They use them as ornamental trees oh. all over their city, and they are beautiful trees. And they actually have a um, factory over there that takes those olives and produces an olive oil with them. But you need that dry, arid type of, you know, oh, deserty. Right, much so like Israel, too. I yeah, understand right. John Besh is trying to grow trees on his um, property across the river. Seems like Louisiana would be the opposite of, <laughs> of what you need for I that. Know. It's the opposite climate of Arizona and, and yes. Israel, right? It's like right. wet and damp. Right. Not dry and So arid. I don't know how well he's doing with them. But well, I but he's a genius. If he's, he's trying, it. it's got to at least be a chance. Maybe he's going to come up with it. He'll invent a new kind of olive That's or something. Right. Or, yeah. That's right. So where do your olives come from? Spain. Spain. Okay, cool. Yes. yes. Huh. We sh- looked all over, tried many of olives before we picked this little olive. We like the way that um, it processes in our the way that we marinate them. We like the firmness of them, and then, of course, the clean flavor. And did you go to Spain to test them there, or just get them shipped here? Unfortunately not. <laughs> Supposed to have the best not. food in Europe, really. I know. Yeah, better than Maybe France and Italy, some I'll people think. There. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I'm still eating more olives. I, I got <laughs> pit in my mouth. You sound like you got the mumps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like your plus one is here. Do you want to introduce who that is? So this would be sibling number six. <laughs> All right. <laughs> My dad always teases us Which and calls us by number. I'm number seven. <laughs> you're seven. Okay. So, so you're. So that means you're younger. I'm number five. Oh, five. I'm, excuse oh! me. She is. She is Whoa. number five. It's hard to keep track middle. when you have That's like forty-two right. of them, right? That's how many? Right. How many siblings you have? Nine. Ten of us. Ten, ten of you. Ten of us. Okay. And how many are involved Sibling in the olive business? Five. So we actually, need to know her name, though. Oh, oh, sorry. This is my sister Karen, and she is my other half with Louisiana Sisters, the one that helped me to bring it all into um, reality. So the two of you are like partners then in this. Yeah. Is that sort of what it yes. is? And then the other ones are employees of y'all. Um, well, you know what? We don't call them employees. <laughs> we call them. Um, millionaire club members uh, <laughs> that's what you tell people that you don't pay enough <laughs> amen brother <laughs> wow this is like a sweatshop going you have all the grandkids stomping we do and, yeah. as a matter of fact Used we to. Have, yeah. so much now we are out the kitchen we're out the kitchen finally so y'all started in a in a um actually bottling them yourselves and Yes. What was so that Karen like? Karen found us a um, kitchen over in Gonzales. What was the well, name of it? actually in Iberville. Uh, Iberville Parish over by St. Gabriel. Oh. And um, Health and Hospital regulated. It's the And I can't remember the name of it, but the man's name was Happy, and he <laughs> was from New Orleans and, and a chef. And um, I only know him by Happy, actually. I, I don't recall his last name. This is your landlord? This He owned the kitchen, and he was the one who first got us started. That That's who we worked with to get the taste just right because oh. of the quantity that you have to make. And as Sharon had said, uh, the other ingredients, you had to have a pH balance and a shelf stable. 
And so he was one of the originals that helped us get to that point of getting that recipe. He just came right. up with the taste of your product, and you don't know his name. No, no, his no. Name his is name happy. is Happy. But yeah, so you know, that's Chef not a name. Happy. It's no, Chef, Chef Happy. That's, that's a nickname. Inter- that, no, that's, that's how, how he, he goes. introduces that's how himself. That's who he is. Is this how he fills out his taxes? Happy. Is this how he... Um, <laughs> you know, I never looked at his IRS <laughs> logs. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real local business. I mean, you, right. you, you, you build relationships, and it's probably not... The New same Orleans. as uh, <laughs> that's New Orleans. He it's not corporate in the science. The only other happy of I've ever heard of is one of the seven dwarves. You like you? <laughs> yeah, there you go. But it no, he wasn't no. one of the seven dwarves. No, no. but he wow. definitely could have been one of the New Orleans characters. I mean, I'll this tell you, man you know what? Had a New Orleans He's character. For our listeners that don't buy this and they think they're making this up, I actually have a friend named Bubbles that I've that I've, that I've talked to once a week yeah. for a couple of years, and I only know him by Bubbles with a Z. I don't know anything else. I don't know anything the other part of his name. Yeah. And it never occurred to me to ask. So it's possible. It's plausible. Oh, but absolutely. Yeah. That was it. I happy. believe you. Chef and y'all happy. worked well, and and was um, so he helped us on the food science. But part didn't you have to write? It. Wait a second, did you have to write him a check at some point, or just pay him cash? No, no we did write. You him wrote him a checks check to Chef to Happy, chef and he could happy. cash him that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bank would cash him. <laughs> happy, I'm telling you, that was it. Happy. <laughs> so what was you? You moved. You grew from that into so a. Once Chef Happy helped us find our ph balance and get the recipe down right we went into a health and hospital regulated kitchen and that's when all of the siblings and mom and dad jumped in and came and helped us package and we did one batch of olives we made like eight cases of olives 12 in a case okay so now it was up to me to go out there and sell them so i took them to all of our local grocery stores and asked the managers if they would help us out and put them on the shelves and see if they would well the good news is like if you tried to open a bakery you'd have like a couple days to get rid of the product but you know with olives you probably had a few weeks to you know get your legs and find the right place and whatever it probably wasn't as much pressure huh who was your first uh, client i I knocked on um people's doors like doornax langensteins and then in baton rouge there was calvin's bocage and calandros and all four of those people said yes we'll take them right away right as sight unseen or did you have to open up a jar in my hand did you open up a jar and have them taste them well i bought them "Eh." little samples to try Ah. and some of them tried them and some of them didn't and they said yeah we'll put them on our shelves from that eight cases we have gone into um like a whole weekend of making olives with everybody there bottling and probably i guess our biggest production was about 20 cases at a time and now we are finally in so many stores that we are now having them co-packed co-packed congratulations somebody a manufacturer is doing this perfect because these days you look at the stores people want homegrown they want the micro brewery micro yeah, yeah, right, winery right. micro manufacturing right products um, yeah, you know, they want the area so now is it is it, it there's not a machine putting this thing and putting this adding the spices huh you're doing that by hand each time or you have a machine that does that or no, how does it hand. work it was all by hand is because it still by we hand? would um the people who are co-packing it yeah. yes it is by hand so they're still. pouring it into jars manually yes. and then putting the yes. olives in and, cl- and sealing them and yes wow yes. that's amazing yes 
Huh. That's what keeps the freshness and the crispness of the olive going. And all your seasonings. You know, you have, as Sharon, you picked up a celery. Uh-huh. You have the celery, the onion, the garlic. You have that in there. And so it would be real hard for a machine to be able to pump the olives and the mix of the uh, seasonings. Right, but Heinz is so it's artisanal. Doing it though, right? It's artisanal. Mm-hmm. No, not, they, mm-hmm. not on a spiced olive like you're seeing huh. here. It, Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there is one other olive in our neighborhood, the state that yeah. does a spiced olive, but it's still not the same as ours. Ours is water based. And it has more flavors than just that pepper. I mean, when you ate that olive, sure, you tasted the red pepper a little bit, right? But didn't you taste other flavors in there? For sure, yeah. So when you eat our olive and you compare it to the other olive that's out there, it's just going to be a little bit different. That's all. Now, I want to know what you... I know you had uh, your dad helping shelf... And uh, but who uh, isn't someone an artist? My mom mm. is the one who created yes. our logo for us, which oh, is cool. the Louisiana State with two antebellum girls and a cypress tree in it. Nice. So and is that y'all? Well, I'm the yes. one in the yellow, and Karen's <laughs> the one in blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you also make other products now too, right? It's not just olives. From our olives, we kind of started saying, okay, well, the olives are really taking off. Let's see what else we can do. So we picked up our aunt's pepper jelly. Um, this our aunt is actually my sister-in-law's aunt. She lives in Opelousas. She's 102 this year. Wow. Still living and still going strong. But her pepper jelly is like the best pepper jelly you will ever taste and if y'all let's would do like something to with the pepper jelly try. yeah so you take it's all natural just like all of our products are um you're gonna taste the peppers so you're gonna live forever if you eat this pepper jelly right yeah. Apparently obviously this is the, right? this is the fountain of youth <laughs> right mm. i could use that because i am getting i am it aging is, fast you taste the peppers sweet, you smell the peppers but you don't spicy. feel the pepper Mm-mm. part it doesn't burn your the palate, heat. the heat. Oh. So what? that'd be so good, like on on. That's I'm delicious. Thinking like That's with great. cream cheese on a bagel. Yes, everybody <laughs> loves it on cream yes. cheese <laughs> with blue <laughs> cheese. Oh, blue cheese! Blue blue cheese. We mentioned a blue cheese, right? But blue oh, cheese. Oh my goodness! Blue cheese, the contrast as a glaze oh. on top of any of your meats, your seafood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Any dish, whether you're doing it on the stove, in the oven, in the grill. on the grill, it pepper jelly is not just for cream cheese anymore. Yeah, Did as a dessert over brie. With pepper jelly? Yeah, with meat. Eating no, pepper jelly I, no, I have. I, I remember my grandmother doing a lot of like mint jelly mint. on lamb and yes. stuff like that. But it, up up where I was, I don't remember much pepper. I don't remember any pepper jelly. I never heard. Is of that it a um, pepper so jelly? Is definitely a southern okay. thing. I always but always over cream cheese. But I'm telling you. Get off of the cream cheese. Get it onto brie, blue, to yeah, blue, blue cheese, cheese yeah. as a glaze on any any of your vegetables. Even just fabulous. Oh. Excellent. I'm okay, getting, I'm getting fabulous. three jars of this tomorrow morning. First All thing, right. Langenstein's in the morning. They have it in Langenstein's. Oh yes. All right, oh, that's yes. where I am. So and from there, we decided. Okay, so wait a minute. <clears throat> we have the spiced olive, and you can use our juice to make a dirty martini, which is just fabulous. 
Let's go ahead and make a Bloody Mary mix because New Orleans is known for Bloody Marys. And the people have to buy olives to the Bloody Marys, and so right. yeah, a little synergy so going. So we decided okay. to use, to make our Bloody Mary different from everybody else's, we went all natural. We went with our olive marinade is now inside. We use it as one of the mixes to create the flavor oh, of nice. our So wait, Mary. after it's been marinating with the olives? Yes. So, so some, times go, some time goes by, it gets the flavor, and right. then you... And pour it in the put it all right, right I gotta try it. So now all you need to do is make your own brand of here. vodka and then you have the whole thing. Or I could just partner up then with somebody who already is making a vodka, right? Whatever, <laughs> yeah, but put your label on it and then you can have some a uh, series of um of uh, alcohol yeah, treatment centers for the people that That's right, right. <laughs> that's right. You know? Then you could be like then you could be like Monsanto we and these have other people. A diverse you have a whole corporation. Circle. Yeah. <laughs> I started out as an olive lover, and then I'm Full in there, the now Louisiana Sisters <laughs> Treatment Center. People Full think circle. we are in the in the religious um, <laughs> habit, so I say, "Amen, sister." <laughs> we'll take care of you in all aspects. Nice. Okay, that all is aspects. very nice. It almost has a little. I see molasses in it. No, that would be the Worcestershire. Worcestershire, because yeah, it has a little like a smoky taste and a. Um, I want to be a Bloody yes. Mary kind of guy, but I'm just not. I, I, I fake it all the time. I shouldn't. I, I'm getting to an age where I need to stop faking it. Um, I have enough cocktails in my life. I don't. I don't know that I need another cocktail in my life, but I just. So I'm. I you know. So I'm going to stay neutral on this one. I, I think well, you should now, try this. You I'm not morally opposed compare. to Bloody Marys. I just don't. I just don't like. Well, them. it's a different flavor than your Bloody Mary mixes that you've all had right, it, is. it really is okay all right oh wait, are you are you sick y still yeah oh <laughs> let damn me it. make you your own glass all right but then we don't have any vodka Do we used to pull the vodka right the nice thing is is that um the no. vodka doesn't uh stand out here you got to put some ice in it yeah but it has should have vodka even if it doesn't stand all right out. Let, let ray uh ray grant will you get a do them up a little bit yeah because this is the first time. This is the first time. We, we have to have it right. Well, no, I mean, I've had Bloody Marys before. I just, I, it's, I go years in between them. It's very yeah, nice. It's hearty. It's hearty. At least a sip. I just thought the idea refreshing. of uh, tomato juice. Oh, the tomato juice. Yeah. It's just not, it's not my thing. Does anybody else in your family not like Bloody Marys? Or, like, what do you do if somebody's like, eh? Oh, jeez. Uh. And we are all Bloody Mary drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> We're all any kind of cocktail <laughs> have you ever have you ever had a family member that um when you're taste testing or really is opposed to something or they they you know you've had a oh you've different negotiate well, they do yeah. have difference of taste so yeah they do have a family member actually we do have a brother who really doesn't care for the bloody mary oh all right so you know huh. he's a straight kind of tomato juice man <laughs> so, you know, he didn't want anything he wants in it. So, to be honest with you, yeah, there is. But for the most part, um, everybody does actually like all of our products. And this was the nice. only one that we had one dissenting member of the family. <laughs> oh. But um, any place we go, though, Sweet. really, we get raves uh, of accolades coming in on the flavors that it is really quite different and it truly is a more of a natural new orleans flavor and that's mm -hmm. what they really like about nice. it new orleans spice now did the two of you both grow up in in new orleans did your family grow up in new orleans yes can you tell by the answer <laughs> <laughs> 
We're out of Definitely. the Metairie area. Yeah, in the Metairie area, okay. And you know, I have to say, as Sharon said, my dad, no, he wasn't a chef, but New Orleans, so we do do, you know, the grilling or the crawfish balls, oyster opening. But since he has retired, he has become quite the chef. Oh. Uh, he has become quite the chef. Well, one of the things that people always say about southern Louisiana is it's the only place in the country where the men do more cooking than the women, it seems like. And, um, or at least 50-50. Yeah, yeah. Really? That's very true. That's not true anywhere. It's 90-10 other places for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think that's really yeah. still true here. Yeah. It's just when you guys get older, then you have more time to play in the kitchen. <laughs> and so it looks like you're playing more. <laughs> <laughs> it's so attractive, though. It really is. I think have it's a great attraction to have yeah. the man in the kitchen cooking. <laughs> it's fun. It's a lot more yeah. fun. I never so cooked till I moved here. Never in my life till I moved here. No, you were a mama's boy and taken care of, and I don't. I just always, yeah, I was always so busy. I always had, you know, I didn't have time. To me, it seemed like a waste of time to cook. I hated doing it. So, but now I've relaxed a little bit. I'm busier now, but I'm more relaxed. I think. Do y'all uh, cook? Yes, as well. But yes. all the time. We, we have cooking. a lot of big family gatherings, as you can imagine, and so um, it's always in the kitchen cooking. Everybody bringing a dish. And everybody constantly. Yeah. So when do you get sick we of eating cooking. olives? <laughs> I don't think you don't. I have a martini just about every single night <laughs> with my olive in it. Nice. Now, is, did you have a martini every single night with an olive in it before you started the business? No, because I was busy raising children. So now that those children are up and on their own way, you can I enjoy can have yourself as many martinis <laughs> as I want. But I Woo-hoo! have only one. <laughs> so is the, is that? Um, you were a, a, a mom before yes. you started this business? Yes, I okay. was. I was definitely a stay-home mom, raised my two children. And um, once my son got into um, the Naval Academy, actually, I think is when we started the business, right? Well, actually, can I interject a little bit of her story? Yes. So Hurricane Katrina came around, and um, her son went to Jesuit, and so they moved to Phoenix to have her son he was a senior to have him finish out because Jesuit did have to close and so uh, that summer I went to Phoenix to drive back with Sharon because they had a few cars and I drove back with Sharon to drive him back into New Orleans and we were talking on my visit there we were talking and that was her last child going up and what's going to be the next phase of my life what are we going to do so and as Sharon had told you earlier she and I (laughs) both always had this entrepreneur spirit in what kind of business what kind of business so it got our heads rolling and then uh that year on one of the holidays I'm not sure if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas holiday we were at my folks house and we do we love cooking and we were all cooking we were all in the kitchen and working and fixing up some dishes and then it just struck us, you know, we kind of, and we were eating some of my dad's spiced olives. And then we looked at each other and it just struck us. Really, it was just so natural. It was, that's the business. That's the business. And Sharon had her email signature was Louisiana Sisters. And I looked oh. at her and I said, and 
you had the name for the business. It's your email. It's <laughs> so it was in sisters. It was like it was. like it love was at natural. first sight kind right. of. And my mother <laughs> loves drawing, and you know we looked and said the label. Uh, it really fell right in place. And was the process as um, organic as that as well? I mean, did was it a struggle in the beginning? Oh, yeah, or? we did have our own struggles for sure. Any business is going to go through, you know, the trying to find their way struggles pretty much is what it was. But, you know, the more we did, the more the doors opened. Yeah, and the more it was like, opening. I can't believe, you know, that we are moving this quickly in this direction. And so yeah. um, it, it's just... I'll get some kudos. You know, when we were looking, my Sharon was a stay-at-home mom and nurturing her family. I'm always been in business and, and a businesswoman, and so I really had and in sales and business development. What'd you sell? So I sold. I developed medical networks and negotiated medical contracts oh. and uh, some other different industries, engineering sales um, and insurance sales. So I had some ideas of in and out of business. So I had that part and did that part. But I'll get some accolades. Once we really got into it and we saw, we were really able to find, and I'll give for the state of Louisiana, the Louisiana Small Business Development Center and uh-huh. Louisiana Economic Development. Yeah. They really were they great? Wonderful for any small business coming and really giving you some ins and outs and showing you the steps. So what kind of things and, do they do? They just coach you through it for free, basically? And absolutely, for free. But they also um, had... Accounting, law, um, business ha- development. Helped us with huh. setting up our name. Uh, and small grants, um, and, and I don't want to say this too loosely. Um, yeah. You know, it wasn't like, don't go out and this big grant. But it was small grants to help you get started, half. Now, uh, how'd you get in contact with them? So uh, online, I just went in and online and looked up. You, you know, found their web page, right? And and I found the web page. How what what help did the state have for small businesses? Right. And that led me to the web pages. And then Sharon and I followed up on it. Oh, and, right. and then Sharon really went through all the way, even with um, more advanced business classes with them. Huh. Well, I think it's time for off the menu, isn't it? Yes. So, sisters, we come to a point in the show where we, um, it's called Off the Menu, and we ask you each a question that you would not uh, be asked at the Small Business Development Association (laughs) or at a a job interview, you know, kind of uh, quirky question. Okay. Um, So, um, I have have, uh, a question here. Um, so Sharon, what do you strive most for in your life? Fulfillment, security, love, knowledge, or something else? Well, I already have love, and I definitely already have security with my love. So um, what I really strive for is giving back to the community. And once I can say Louisiana sisters can give back to the community, then it would be success that I'm striving for, and that would be my success. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh. And uh, You're ready for the Miss America contest. That was, <laughs> that was smooth. 
<laughs> wow. So <laughs> well, <laughs> what kind of ways do you want to give back to the community? What's part of the vision? I see giving back to our schools, starting with the school in my own neighborhood right across the street from me. I already tried doing that when I first opened. I would give a percentage of whatever I was bringing in. I thought you were going to bring, like, we're going to give two jars of olives each kid for lunch. (laughs) Like under the Reagan administration, I'll count as a vegetable. I would like to see (laughs) how them develop some type of um, programs that would enrich them that they don't already have. I see doing that. And I see working with um, some moms that need a little extra help education to get out there and do a better job for themselves well i think you guys would be great at like coaching some uh new startup business uh, especially in some kind of food related thing for folks in the city hopefully something that doesn't compete with you too much but well i just finished <laughs> some non-olive the related sacks non- oh wow um, getting goldman sachs business class over at Delgado and I will be going to talk for them next Thursday on how to start up a business so we'll see how that goes (laughs) all right well I have have a question for you Karen what's what's the what's the weirdest um, use of an olive that you've come across since you've been in this uh, business what if somebody said oh they wrote you a letter an email or you ran to somebody and they said we used olives with blah and you were like either horrified or intrigued or whatever by it um, <laughs> and actually, it turned out pretty good. But for me, the weirdest uh, was uh, using it as a fish recipe and, and cooking, layering that fish and then putting that fish in the oven. And, ah, and, and, and that sounds I awesome, actually. It didn't to me, but that was the weirdest. <laughs> but it did turn out now pretty you good. Say that. Like, why doesn't everybody do that wow, all the time? That sounds great. Sit on my fish? Because I just think fish lemon and lime <laughs> i'm a uh, purist <laughs> yeah when it comes yeah. to my fish <laughs> oh but yeah it was good now do you guys uh that that leads me to the next thought I, I was wondering about do you have another product uh coming up soon you think um, uh olive oh, salad like well we used to have a tapenade you used to what happened we kind of had to drop it for a little while it's on the back burner Why? so hopefully we'll Didn't be able sell to bring well. that up no, it sells really well, especially during the holiday. Huh. Just wasn't cost efficient at the moment. Oh. A lot of manual labor. But um, oh. you know that's okay because it's just on the back burner, so that's possible for to bring that up. And then we thought of another um, cocktail mixer that we might be coming out. I already told so you, vodka should be next. Then vodka. The re- then the rehab <laughs> centers. So yeah, yeah we, have, we have a couple of few. We have some things that we could still work with. For oh, sure. nice. Okay, so, I mean, do you have a vision? I mean, are you, is at some point where you're like, we don't want to be any bigger, this is too much, this is going to out of hand, or do you, are you, you still hungry I to see Mr. a thing Hines grow some more? I bet Mr. Hines thought that he didn't want to get any bigger either. <laughs> <laughs> so just sometimes it just happens. So we're going to take it one day at a time and see where it goes for sure. Huh. As long as we're having fun with it, now we'll how, are you see. Now, are you actually paying people outside your family? I guess you said you had some folks now that are... I do have some people, including family members, that do things for me that I do pay. But um, right now, the person outside the family would be my marketing agent, which is Genevieve Douglas of Uptown oh. PR. Okay. And she's really doing a fabulous job. Cool. Yeah. Now, what does she do for you? What kind of things? She's gotten us into a lot of venues that we would have not gotten into before on our own, which gives us a better... Um, face out there for people to know who we are and see our now, venues you mean events or do you mean events, into, um, definitely stores? events okay. no oh. events for events. example i was just at the tipitina's 5k race um thing this weekend and we ran into kevin and help me out 
Kristen Proen. Is it? What is oh, it? with um, yeah. Yes. Jambalaya the, girl. Yes, jambalaya girl. This stuff yeah. is so good. Yeah. And um, and they had a table there. They were giving out you know free stuff to the racers when they were done and well, so we forth. We were and in. You guys do events like that. Martini Madness over at City Park. Nice. We did the event with Yelp. We're going to be doing sealed in style with Easter seals over at the Canal Place coming oh, good. up. Cool. Um, November 1st. We're going to do Howling Success with SPCA. We did it last year. We do Children's Museum with them every year for the last cool. four years, if not five. Um, so then people, you know, you're helping out the event, and then people right. taste the product, like it, and then they look mm-hmm. for it in the grocery stores. And Right. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you it guys usually been. man that it's yourselves? You go fun. there? Oh, and definitely, because yeah. it's fun. Yeah. And people like to see the face of Louisiana Sisters. If you're going to say you're local, then you need to be there and be local. <laughs> so. You could hire. Once you get big enough, you could hire, like, uh, you know, like Colonel Sanders. No, you never yeah, give you the fun have. part away. You never, you never hire for the fun part. <laughs> well, don't you think We're that's right what that makes. We're right at that jumping off start spot, though. You know, it's that next level. It's got to raise the bar. Yeah, yeah. We're right there. Huh. Well, it sounds like y'all are enjoying every step of the way, and and I think that's what helps make a business thrive. Yes. Is you, you're passionate about it, and uh, you enjoy doing it, and and uh, I, I I do think a family business is unusual, um, you know, nowadays. But do you? Um, and obviously, that's been a wonderful experience for y'all. But do you um, see any? Like at the Goldman Sachs program, do you are there other people that you have seen that are uh, going back to family businesses, or is it um, mostly? We did young? have no. We had two or three other groups, uh, companies in our class that had family businesses. We had a lady who's working with her daughter, and we had a lady who is working with her husband in their businesses. So. Um, I think that because people are trying to get out of that corporate, and because corporate kind of fell on us, what, in 2008, whenever it fell, people had to find different ways to make their living. And I think people are trying to go back to their roots and do what they like to do and start their own companies. And it's with family that you like being around the most. So. Hmm. Yeah. Some it, families, you know, <laughs> speak well, for yourself. You know, everybody's we got their ups and downs, but you know, you, you work, work through out. it and you keep on moving forward, right? Yeah. What's well, I think it's, it's unusual. not always all, it's not always a bit of road. All ten of your siblings are local, huh? No, not oh, all of oh. them. We have one in Washington, one in um, Alabama, and oh. one in South Carolina. So seven of your local. So yeah. So those exactly. are the ones involved. And those are the ones involved. But the other guys are involved, Cut too, in other ways. Cut the other ones other out of the inheritance, I, th- I say. <laughs> no, they, they <laughs> still, <move> back <laughs> they still help out in the ways that they can. So a family affair. It's, it's you know, you've got to go all the way, all the way together. Mm. Got to have as many rows pulling for you as you can. <laughs> Margo, it looks like we're out of time, aren't we? Uh, well, before we uh, go, you. will y'all um, tell our... Um, our listeners how they can um, find your website and um, some information to uh, purchase your products and, 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 and learn more. So all of our products can be purchased at your local grocery stores. Everybody carries it, just about anyway. And um, if you wanted to go to our website, it would be louisianasisters.net. 
and you can definitely purchase our product off of the internet also. All right, LouisianaSisters.net. Why not mm -hmm. .com? .com was already taken, and so we went Who with Who is LouisianaSisters.com? It's actually up for sale at the moment, but I'm so comfortable with .net, I say <laughs> I'm good with it. All, All of right. my followers know I'm .net. Why change now? <laughs> yeah, they'll try the other one if they... Mm. Yeah, they don't find it the first time. If you just type in Louisiana Sisters, I come right up, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Right. Our special guest tonight on Midnight Menu Plus One was Sharon Poole Maney and her partner and sister, Karen Poole. You can find out more about Louisiana Sisters by following the links on our website. It's neworleans.com. Uh, thanks tonight also to Petite Pet Care for loving care when you're not there, petitepetcare.com. And thank you all very much for joining us this evening. Hey, great time. Going right. Premature, we didn't thank Monkey Hill Bar. Monkey Hill Bar. Oh, yes, yes. there we are tonight. Uh, Magazine Street, our hosts, uh, they enjoy a five-hour happy hour every weekday, every single weekday, 3 to 8 p.m., uh, and every Tuesday is Taco Tuesday, Corona's Margaritas, and Sangria Specials. Uh, they should probably add uh, Bloody Marys to that. We'll talk to them about it. Yes, uh, Louisiana yes. Sisters Bloody Marys. Exactly, plus $2 tacos. Well, that's it for tonight's show. We'll see you next time at Midnight Menu Plus One. Thank, Thank you. you so Thank much. You. Midnight Menu Plus One is produced by Margot Moss, Grant Morris, and me, Ray Kanata. Our technical director is Chris Keogh. You can find photos from tonight's show on our website, itsneworleans.com. On itsneworleans.com, you can also check out our blog. You can listen to lots more episodes of Midnight Menu Plus One and our other shows, including Out to Lunch, Happy Hour, True to the Game, and Mindset. You can hook up with me and Margot anytime by following Midnight Menu Plus One on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can also Google Midnight Menu Plus One and we come right up. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to us by PreSonus Audio. For more information about PreSonus recording equipment, go to PreSonus.com. Midnight Menu Plus One is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For all of us here at Midnight Menu Plus One, thanks for joining us. I'm Ray Kanata. And I'm Margot Moss. We look forward to seeing you back here next week on Midnight Menu Plus One. You know Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.